In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes can cost far more than dollars, one oil and gas sales expert, one HSE professional, and the greatest PPE provider on the planet must come together. Two men, one brand, one mission. Red Wings Oil and Gas HSE Podcast with Mark LaCour and Patrick Pister starts now. Hey, it's Mark LaCour, and this show is for everybody who has an interest in HSE in the oil and gas industry. Brought to you by Red Wing, the leaders in PPE, ensuring your people go home safe every day. This is episode 26. Joining me today is my quick-witted co-host, Patrick Pister. Oh, quick-witted. I'm, I'm a little worried. <laughs> Next week's going to be dim-witted, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and we're actually recording this live at NAEP 2017, NAEP Summit. Uh, NAEP is the North American Prospect Expo, and I'm telling you, I think this could be a record turnout. I have this not- place is packed right now. I, I was surprised when I got got to registration this morning. And so we're actually sitting here with uh, Total Land Technologies. We're sitting here with Alan Day and Chris Jackson. How you doing today, gentlemen? Doing great. Doing great. Thanks for having us today. Yeah. And they actually have a booth out here. Uh, we've known Total Land for several years now. We've done several videos. Um, this is the first time we've had it on the podcast. And really, it was interesting when we first started thinking about this, Patrick, where we were going to take this. And the nice thing is both Chris and Alan both have a technology background. So I think our show now is, is for today is going to be a little bit of a technology slant from a company that helps landmen do their job right and do it quicker and easier. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we, we were kind of, how is this show going to go? I mean, there's cybersecurity, there's, you, know, you talk about tight hole and making sure that information's held. Uh, it's, it's always talked about when, don't talk to your wife about it, don't talk to your client about it, don't, but you're putting information out on a unsecure site. Well, that's not, that's not very secure. Right, 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 <laughs> right absolutely. Definitely. But I also wanted to mention their booth. You cannot miss their booth. This is, it's <laughs> unique. Uh, it's, uh, you want to talk about the booth? Oh, we love the booth. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we, we try to be real creative at these shows. You know, we want to be different. And, you know, I think Total Land from a software point of view is different. And, and we're just, we want to be unique and solve unique problems that are in the field and for landmen. But, you know, we want to take that difference and we want to extend that to even just shows and our booths and things that we do from a marketing point of view. And uh, so if you go by our booth, you'll find that it's a very different booth. We've had people go, man, that's the most colorful, neatest <laughs> booth I've seen. And uh, we just want to be different, you know, and stand out a little bit and say, you know what, we, we really care about our landmen, our people we work with as, a, as our clients. And, and we are different in how we approach the design of our software uh, and even things like marketing. And so uh, it's been fun. So who came with the idea of Captain Total Land? Well, I got to say, that's my wife, Michelle. She's in charge of the, uh, she's in charge of the marketing and all that <laughs> social media and really creative. And I got to tell you, sometimes it's a little uncomfortable when uh, someone on the team comes up with an idea and you go, wow, that's kind of out there, you know. But what I found is that, you know, if you just let people run with those unusual ideas often, that they're the best ideas that you come up with. I see what you're doing. You know? You're indoctrinating the youth because you got a comic book. Absolutely. It's Captain Landman. Right. You're yeah, getting the, right. get the, the kids involved. It's kind of neat. You know, last yeah. time we did Star Wars, you know, a theme and had lightsabers and that was a big hit. And, uh, you know, we want to be remarkable, you know, is the word we use at Total Land. We want to stand out. We want to be remarkable as a company. And so what makes us remarkable really is the team. Yeah. So, Alan, before we start going down the, the whole security route, real quick at a high level, what does Total Land do in case our audience don't have never heard of you before? Yeah, so it's real simple. You know, we're, in a way, it's a land is software for landmen. So we are all about landmen and making their jobs and their lives easier, solving their problems. How do they acquire data efficiently in the field? And how do they manage all that data? If you think about it, land work involves a lot of different pieces. 
you know, from the courthouse research to meeting with people out in the field to uh, even GIS mapping and some of the uh, some of that comes into play as well. And so, you know, when you look at all those complex moving parts of technology, really, and data, uh, we're a company that really tries to automate seamlessly ties that together into one solution. That that is a cloud-based solution where people can come 24/7 to get to their data, put their data in one location, and access that data anytime, anywhere. And now with our some of the technology that we have today uh, on any device. Yeah, and, so, and if people don't know what a landman in upstream, in oil and gas and upstream, when you want to acquire mineral rights, there's leases and there's a lot of legalese and a lot of checking, background stuff that you have to do, and that's the job of a landman. Yeah. He gets hired to actually go uh, figure out what needs to be done from a, uh, both a regulatory He or legal. she, it's not he or she. Yeah, yeah. 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 A, lot, right. a lot of ladies, that's right? right? Yeah, and it's um, especially, you know, if you think about where a lot of these leases are, where oil is actually produced, it's a lot of times in the middle of nowhere, which unfortunately means that often the only records are paper records in mm. some small courthouse somewhere, that's and right. somebody has to physically drive out there and go through that. Um, and so y'all provide a solution to those guys that are, those, I'm sorry, Patrick, those men and women. <laughs> well, it's land man, and I think it's just well, a, it, yeah. it's, it, right. it's a term that uh, really yeah, but, applies to both. Right. You yeah. know. So totally and actually provides tools for those people to help make their job easier. It, it does. And so it, it brings their, it makes their job easier. But a lot of people use spreadsheets, and even today I think people still use spreadsheets somewhat. Well, in today's technology, there's a much better, more efficient way to do all that. And, and while spreadsheets are great and some application for them, but when it comes to this kind of work, you have so much information, and you want to make sure that you put it in one place and then not have to repeat it, not have to keep entering it over and over again, right? And so we have a system built that's very unique. We have an architecture that's very different than others, and uh, that allows people not just to put the data in, but to put it in a way that they don't have to repeat it and put it in twice. If you have a landowner that owns several different pieces of land, you don't have to repeat it. And so we have a, a very, uh, I think, a very neat architecture in how we do that to make it make it efficient. No way. Spreadsheets and oil and gas? No. Right. <laughs> the recurring theme on this show is spreadsheet bashing, I think. Oh, is it? Okay, all right. <laughs> we do seem to do yeah. a lot of that. All right, so let's, uh, Chris, it's, um, you know, you, you come from that strong IT background, and, and, you know, in today's world, technology connects everything. It does. Yeah, it's, um, I was actually a little bit surprised. Uh, Patrick and I are running Facebook ads. And in the process of our, when our, our web guru actually started building the Facebook ads, I got to see the information Facebook has on people, and it's actually a little scary. It, it, it is. It's yeah. amazing. And so let's talk about it from a security point of view. You know, it's 2017. In today's world, there's so many uh, security risks from a technology. Even if you don't consider yourself a tech person, you are connected all the time. You are. Yeah, and there's so many different uh, ways that people can make mistakes. You want to kind of talk through, you know, security? Like, why is, for a company, why is uh, IT security so important? You know, cybersecurity is one of those things that uh, it's a real big hot topic right now um, because when when you get hacked or, or when you lose data that's uh, unsecure, you're potentially severing a, a relationship with a client. Yeah. So and that client doesn't trust you at that point. So cybersecurity is a real big deal when you're talking about trust. So trust between your client, trust between your users, trust between even your employees is important. And cybersecurity is one of those things that it's not just about changing your password. It's not just about this. It's about being secure in life in general, you know? Yeah, and so one of the things that's different in the last couple of years is it used to be that it was kids that were having fun trying to hack your right. network. Now it's state-run agencies, and they're not trying to 
just hack your network. They're looking for secrets. They're looking for financial exactly. information, right? So you have very well financed, very smart, top people trying to break into your company. And it used to be it was only the large companies. I saw a statistic the other day where um, in the U.S., what's considered small and medium businesses um, have become the number one target for, for the bad guys because they don't have the robustness. Correct. Right. So it's easier for the bad guys to break in. That's correct. Yeah. So if, if you're a small company out there, don't think that you're not a target. No, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, the um, weakest point in the chain is, you know, the one that leaves the leaves the door open. Right. You know, so if you walk away from your computer and you leave it unlocked, that's an easy target. Yeah. And it doesn't take a, a genius to, to be able to figure out how to get into your system. Yeah. And it's the other thing is, is amazing how much of the cybersecurity starts with a social security, right? That's Physical correct. security. You know, the big target hack that cost their CIO his job a couple of years ago, what people don't realize, it was a couple of guys that stole air conditioning maintenance uniforms, That's right. walked into their data center, and then plugged into USB. It started with these guys stealing the, the uniforms so they could actually get in there. You know, I, I read that article because uh, I'm very interested in that, that type of stuff because that's an everyday type of issue. Number one, that they had problems because they didn't separate their networks correctly. But number two, it, again, it's a social thing. So it, they just use social engineering to get into something very simple. Uh, one of the one of the main things about social engineering is that they actually have companies nowadays that do social engineering attacks and tests for companies of all sizes, and that's what it tests to make sure that you know your employees are secure enough to know that hey, I shouldn't give you my username because right. you know just because hey, you're, you're not asking supposed to tell support. IT your username or password. That's you, right. You, you, even if they're there to help you, you type it in. You don't, I don't give know. It to yeah. So if if a user if a total end user calls me and says, hey, what's my password? I don't know. It's encrypted. I have no idea what your password is. I can tell you how to reset it, but I have no idea what your password is. And that's a security point from my perspective and your perspective. But really, the, the weakest link is you leaving your account, you know, not logging off or not leaving your computer open to anybody. So it starts with the user and informing them on what the problems are when you do those type of things. Yeah, it's always a people problem. That's a reoccurring theme on our it show. Is. Is it ends up being a people problem. It's, it, but it's about... It's about information. It's about uh, knowledge and trying to teach them the best ways. Yeah. And when, so I, when I was still with Ensco, one of our our largest client at the time, a world known uh, operator, uh, we were told not to accept any emails from them. Just don't own any emails from your client. And you're you trying to. Somebody had sent a box full of USBs. No actual person it was sent to. No return address. And they said the box just sat there for a week before somebody picked up. A free USB that and plugged it in and plugged it in and it it was in. And, that's right. And that's a very low tech way to get it's into a low the tech system. way, but it, it's a, actually one of the one of the major problems in the just security world in general is that people assume that all these USB drives are or free of everything and clean. Yeah, and clean. It's like a yeah. pen. You just pick one up, you use it. And you that's right. And and the best part, the, the worst part, is that when they plug it in. They may not actually see what it's doing, but it's just collecting data. Right. So all it's doing is say, okay, when they get it, when the when the hacker gets it back, all they got to do is log in using their credentials that they captured to get into your system, to get into your websites, to get into your bank account. You know, so it's a it's a real big problem. Yeah. So Alan, I, I kind of want to bring this back to some of the work y'all doing with the Landman community out there. So a lot of this financial and uh, land data that, that your guys are grabbing, that stuff is proprietary and it's oh, valuable. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And, and that's one very key issue is how does a company like Total Land manage and store the data? Because we can't just put it on any system. We've got to put it somewhere physically that has the kind of security that prevents some of these sort of attacks that occur. 
And so for Total Land, we have, uh, we have the, uh, the servers all contained in a facility, a hardened bunker, as we call it in IT. And this particular bunker has access that's very restricted. And in fact, it weighs you when you come into the facility and when you leave the facility. And you better weigh, <laughs> you better weigh the same. <laughs> and so uh, it also has a retinal scan. And it has uh, several different forms of identification just to have access to your own server. Uh, so the your bathrooms s- are on the outside of the oh gates. Yeah, and <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's yeah. Right. yeah. That's right. So, so if, if people don't know what a server is, a server is basically a computer that's running your, your application right. or right. applications. Right. 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 So a bad guy, if he can't get in through somebody's laptop, if he was physically able to get into the server, well, now he can just plug in. Right. That's right. That's right. So this idea of someone leaving a USB, right, that's not going to happen at Total Land because it's in a facility that's absolutely hardened and, and there's no way. Right. But there is the layer of on, on the Internet side where you know we're a cloud-based system. And so when people uh, reach our system and use our system, um, then there is a security layer that's involved in that. And then behind that is a firewall. We have layers of security. Really, today, it's not a simple thing. It's not, right. it's it's not a, one thing. It's not a one, it's a one series piece solution. Of things. Yeah. yeah, and the nice thing is, because y'all are basically renting server space in a hardened facility, the owner of that server space then does all the work and all the effort for the physical security. That's right. right. So y'all don't have to worry about we that part. We don't have part. to worry about that, right. which is nice. You yeah, know? and it's... um. Securing stuff in the cloud, it can actually be in some ways more robust than securing stuff on your prem, which is basically behind your firewall, but it's different. So you have to think about it different. It's one of the things that happened in oil and gas for years. CIOs didn't trust anything in the cloud because honestly, they didn't understand how to secure it. Right. Now they're starting to understand that it can be, not only can it be secured, in some ways it's actually better. It is. Right? It is. So you can have more proactive risk management instead of it just looking for signatures you actually have some software that's actually thinking that's right. watching what's going on it's like this doesn't make sense let me investigate that that's right and that works real well in the cloud the other thing that's cool about cloud speaking of safety it's scalable right so if you have one land man and hopefully your company's growing like crazy in this upturn that we're starting to see and maybe you go to from one to 50 a cloud service can scale with you exactly. whereas if you're trying to do it yourself the own servers you're buying servers yeah. you're decommissioning servers um, if you're in that virtual world, what happens eventually with small companies, they lose track of how many virtual servers they actually have. <laughs> that's and right, that's right. a security risk. It is. Well, it yeah. definitely it is. is. Yeah. yeah, today's virtual world is really interesting. So servers really, you know, while they are physical boxes or physical uh, computers, uh, they are virtual. So the inside of each one of those physical boxes is, is different servers running as a virtual server. And so that's the architecture of today. But, uh, yeah, we're very secure, secure conscious because, you know, this data is highly confidential. And so in Total Land, it's probably one of the, the, the most important things we focus on as a company is security. How secure is our data for our clients? Yeah, and the nice thing, because technology as a whole has gotten in cheaper, that a small company now can have, in a lot of ways, a more robust, secure environment than a large company with legacy systems. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And so we start this whole conversation, speaking of legacy systems, is the fact that, Chris, you spent a little time doing some app dev work, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so now your architecture is actually based on HTML5. That's correct. Which is more secure than old. Now, before we go down this route, because I've just lost half our listeners. <laughs> so, Chris, can you explain what HTML actually is, and then why is there now an HTML5? Sure, so uh, HTML is the, um, is the component that's used to display web pages on the internet. So everybody uses it, but they have no idea what they're using. So HTML5 is just the fifth generation of that particular standard. And I say it's a standard because not every browser adopts it the same way. So you will notice slight differences between how Internet Explorer renders something 
maybe the image looks kind of wonky on Internet Explorer, but if you go to You're Chrome, dating yourself, Chris. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Hey, Internet, Internet Explorer's Explorer? dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're dating no, yourself. Actually, the oil field still uses Internet Explorer. There's oh, yeah. some applications oh, yeah. oh, that you definitely. cannot use Chrome with. You have to have Internet that's, Explorer that's correct. so you can get on your, your network. Right, that's right. correct, yeah. <laughs> Believe me, Internet Explorer is a big thing in corporate America. <laughs> it is. It, you know, Chrome? Oh, that's a consumer. That's a yeah. consumer browser yeah. right there. You on know, my so work computers, I had Chrome where everything else I would go search for. But if it was a, a, a network system I had to use, I Internet Explorer and had all my favorites that's right. saved. It was That's right. <laughs> yeah. You go into corporate America, Internet Explorer is the, the winner, breadwinner. <laughs> so I think it's funny because I still see XP everywhere. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. Well, right? And the amazing thing is that Windows 7 is actually going to be running out of support next year. Yeah. You know, and they're pushing everybody to, to, to Windows 10. I'm like, oh, man, yeah. that went by fast. Very fast. <laughs> Um, boy, this turns into total geek fest. Um, so go back to. But H- people understand the struggle with Internet Explorer. They oh, know yes. when they're oh, working yeah. in their office, they yes. have to use it. They get to, they they may not know exactly why it sucks so. Sorry, That's but why no, it's it so does. terrible. Uh, yeah, but they they just know it's bad. They do. Right. They do. They they don't understand the underlying reason why it's bad. They just know why is it so slow compared yeah. to this other guy. So HTML is basically what's running in the background, so that you can actually see what's in your computer. Right? Yeah. So. If, you, if you're a total geek, you can go go to a web page, right-click on it, and say view source. And you'll see all this HTML code. It's like, oh, wow, this is really cool. But it really, you if you don't understand it, then you don't know why it's there. So basically, it's just to render that web page. It gives you that Google page that you're looking for, those Google search results. HTML5 is a better standard for that. It, it starts to standardize how those web pages are laid out so that you can do more stuff with it. So what you'll notice is that the, the domination of Flash in the you know few years ago was great, but the newer browsers are cutting off that, that Flash because and Silverlight plugin. Because it's dangerous. Because it's dangerous. It's buggy and it's, they correct. can't keep all the doors shut on it. And That's every right. literally every week there's a new update to shut another. It's a security yeah. problem. Yeah. You know, just like uh, Microsoft Silverlight. So we've developed an application, our, our mapping application is HTML5, because Silverlight is a, it's not going to be supported by, by Microsoft anymore. Well, it was a plugin that again was dangerous because you couldn't keep the security doors closed. Right. You know, so it's the same type of problem. So HTML5 took that to a whole new level and said, okay, if you're going to support this, then you're going to. This is what you need to do to, to make it happen. And HTML5 basically allows the video streaming and the uh, graphics of that, where before you had to use uh, um, Flash was the dominator, but also That's Microsoft correct. Silverlight. The interesting thing to me as a Mac user is the latest version of Mac's uh, operating system disables Flash by default. It does. Yeah. And if you want to enable it, it's a very, very hard manual process per website. That's how big a risk Apple yeah. sees Flash. Oh, yeah. Well, if you've also noticed is that um, a few years ago, actually probably last year, Google implemented um, the feature that when you search for a website, if they're serving it up under a, a secure certificate, then they're going to actually appear first. Yeah. So we, uh, Patrick, you may not know this, but if you now go to allingshsne.com, it comes up HTTPS. Mm-hmm. That's right. We just did that for that exact reason. I just recently yeah. updated Lean Oilfield with yeah. same way, same yeah. reasons. So it, it's all it's all a security conscious thing, you know. So. Whether you're whether you're logging into your um, your email, which should definitely be secure, or logging into Totaland, it's all under a secure door, so that basically you don't have that issue where you're logging in and you're you're sending your credentials where someone can capture them. Right, and if people already don't know when I just mentioned HTTPS, that is the secure form of the connection. So that connection is now encrypted by default. And that means that people from the outside, the bad guys, have a much harder time actually see what's going on as opposed to when you just go to HTTP, 
whatever. It's that's an unencrypted connection. That's right. Hey Patrick, you want to see me super geek out? <laughs> you ready? <laughs> Secure socket layer. Oh, that's okay. I, I, I can go down this oh, route. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's a good point, and, and you're right. Isn't Google, that the same as HTTPS? No, <laughs> no, that, no. But they use Secure Socket Layer. You also can use. Um, I just, I just wanted Eggy on. <laughs> I go down this route. Um, but the, the the cool thing is, so Google is now recognizing that the more secure sites need that's to be right. placed first, so that people f use those first to help that's eliminate right. all the bad guys. That's correct. And so y'all, y'all built an HTTPS um, connection by default. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Like we literally redirect anybody that's trying to hit our site with an unsecured connection directly to a secured connection. So you make them take a secure. Yeah, they don't connection. have a choice. Yeah, and so that protects everybody, protects all your users. That's correct. So yeah, this is a uh, this is like really cool stuff. So Alan, you know, you and I are, are a little up there in age. Man, it, the yeah. security has changed <laughs> so much in the last twenty years. Well, it has, yeah. And and, and um, you know, one of the things that uh, I think is really interesting is that. You know, people don't realize uh, some of the what what happens even today when uh, when you you put a server online and uh, the, the we have, for instance, we have a we have a way to uh, to actually see who's trying to come into our servers right. and be able to um, sort of offensively uh, block off things, you know, through algorithms and things. Boy, back in the early days. It was wide open. It was like the Wild West, right? I mean, you had, you had nothing. You had nothing really securing you. Yeah. Everything was clear text on the web. I mean, literally, you could see all the traffic. If you were able to, to tap into that line, it would just be all clear text, passwords and everything, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and it was so, not that long ago when uh, companies' firewalls, the ports, would respond back. So you, yep. could, you could actually talk to the firewall. You could do what's called a ping. Yep. And eventually you could find a port that would accept your request. And to think that it, that was even allowed back then, but it was right. just normal. That's right. just normal operating right. procedure. Right. Yeah, it's like the uh, Wi-Fi passwords, right? Remember when all the Wi-Fi routers by default had uh, encryption cut off? So you could just surf everybody else's. And yep. I used to use that for work all the time. If I need to log in, I just pull in a neighborhood <laughs> somewhere, right? And now, by default, all that stuff's secure. That's right. It's encrypted. Right. That's right. Um, okay. So it's we've talked a whole bunch about security. We've talked about the fact that you need to talk, use, understand physical security to go along with your cybersecurity. We talked about how the world has changed and cybersecurity is now not a bunch of kids in Illinois that are bored. That it's all state-sponsored people looking for financial secrets. We talked about how small companies are at risk. You know, Modal Point's not a big company, and and we've actually been hit with several denial of service attacks, yeah. right? And and we've actually had um, before we moved to over to SharePoint. We actually had uh, servers running on our premise, and we actually had a couple people people break in. So even if you're a small shop like Modal Point, you need to up your security game, right? You, you don't need to be running s s servers behind your firewall unless you really understand how to do that, right? That's right. You're better off moving to a hosted uh, cloud platform, somebody that can keep that security for you. The other thing, though, I think is really cool, if you think about what Totaland does, so we, t we were talking about cybersecurity here, but y'all actually touch security in the field, right? So the guys in the field, because they don't have to spend as much time repeating what they're doing. They're actually working less, which means there's less chance of them backing over a shovel. There's less chance of them you know, having an accident. So the fact that you improve the efficiencies at work means the guys are actually safer in the field, which is not something anybody would connect with software for landmark. Mm, that's probably true. You know, so we're, uh, we, try to th we think about safety and about the security and all that and throughout the whole thread of our product line. And so in the field, you know, we really focus on the landman. We're really concerned about trying to make their life easier, but also more secure. You know, so our system from de by default is, is built around this uh, security layer that we've been talking about. And so when people are out in the field are using it, whether they're doing mapping or, or, or filling out a lease form uh, in the field for someone to sign, trying to get the ink on it, uh, or any part of that process of land work, 
uh, when they use our product in the field, whether it's the mapping, which is our new HTML5 mapping piece, uh, or it's any other part of our product, it's actually through that secure layer. So we're keeping security in mind from, from the office work all the way to the field. And, uh, and that's really what we focus on. And how safe is the data? So we talked a lot about security, but earlier we mentioned you know, off the air we talked about you know, disaster recovery. If there's a natural disaster in the area or, or something happens, yeah. how safe is my data using using Total Land or others, other services? Right, and I know Chris will probably want to talk about this in a little bit, but I'll comment and then have Chris talk about it in more detail. That's what Chris really, part of his role in the company is, is making sure the data, the data is uh, secured and yeah. redundant. And so when you talk about disasters, that can happen anytime, really, anywhere. You know, we went through a flooding event recently in, in uh, Louisiana. And uh, we went through, we're going through hurricanes and different events. Each one of those events really causes people to pull back a little bit and, and say, okay, now, what did I do right and what did I do wrong? That's correct. And what can I do better? And so I think we've learned a lot, you know, through those events that have happened in the past, in Louisiana in particular. And uh, so, you know, I think that... Um, uh, really, the uh, I'll let Chris talk about redundancy in our system, and uh, we, we, we have uh, uh, several things that we do. Yeah, we do. I mean, uh, I, I take it pretty seriously. I mean, it, it's a, it's kind of a key point of, of having a cloud service uh, as part of your main business. Because, I mean, if you're a brokerage and you're going to subscribe to our service, well, you want to be able to trust that your data that you're putting up there, your livelihood, is going to be safe in the event that something happens to it. So yeah, uh, in the sur in the data center itself, there are multiple copies of that data that are being stored in the event that I have to roll back a copy or if there's an, a, an issue with it, you know? So there's not only like, uh, I mean, it's not just one copy just sitting on a server, it's multiple copies on that one, copied over to another one, and also sliced in time. So, I mean, we're talking about hourly snaps, uh, hourly snapshots of all this data so that I can go back very specifically and figure out where the issue might Yeah, happen. and I'd be willing to bet from a physical point of view that the drives that this stuff's stored on have some redundancy built in even to the drives. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, so even if they lost a drive, a physical drive, all that information be sitting on another drive ready to go. That's correct. Yeah. So, so anymore, it's not really about it's not really about tapes. You know, you might back in our day, right? Yourself. Yeah. Right? So you think about tape. Everybody's backed up on tape, right? Right. And you had well, to put it in a truck and drive it off prim in case that building burned down. I remember right, that. Right, yeah. right. So you know, today uh, we we have a different technology. So you know, tapes still are used today, right? But they are. But today, you know, we have the ability to take snapshots of complete servers and disk arrays and information, and like Chris is saying, be able to take a snapshot at really any interval we want. And so we, you know, we picked to say an hour in, in our snapshot right. intervals. We could have picked 10 minutes, right? And so you have the ability, no matter what happens, to, to recover as, as frequently as 10 minutes ago where you were. Now, at the same time, we also have our data physically replicated or mirrored into a different physical location. So we have this great bunker, right, with all that security and all that redundancy built into it. But we also have it mirrored and stored in real time to a different physical location, a different server so somewhere else. So even if else. physically that place yeah. disappeared, everybody's data is protected because exactly. it's copied in another physical location. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, that's the right way to do with, that. With enough geography difference to where there's no way those both both of those places are going to uh, go away. It's right. under Chris's mattress. He just <laughs> 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 Yeah, so this is a good time to pause. It is probably time, Patrick, for us to do our Red Wing Safety Tip of the Week. Yeah, uh, was it me today, this week? No, uh, it was actually uh, Alan. Alan. got one, yeah. yeah. I get to go, okay, great. <laughs> well, you know, one thing I really, I, look, I just learned this recently myself. I thought it was a really great tip. 
uh, people don't realize a headrest behind you in your automobile, right? It kind of goes up and down, and people will adjust that. But uh, you probably all realize that you can actually just pull that little lever typically, and it comes off. And so no big deal, right? You're just adjusting some head thing for your, your comfort. But in reality, that was designed to have those two metal structures that have a pointed end, and that's, if, if you ever looked at them, why is it pointed? Well, if you ever are in a situation where your vehicle goes in the water, and, you know, people talk about having something in the glove box to break the window. Well, in your automobile today, there's a way to break the window if you ever find yourself in that kind of a circumstance. And you just simply take your headrest off. It's pointed and it's metal. And you use that to smash smash the window so you can get out of the car. Man, what a great tip. Yeah, and something, something that, I ne never knew. Yeah, that, me yeah. neither. So we learned something. That was really cool. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, so we need to kind of wrap up our discussion. Uh, Chris and Alan, any kind of final last tips or thoughts about cybersecurity in today's world? I, I think it's um, it's important to, to be conscious of what you're doing. Um, obviously, I think the most important thing is to realize that the simplest things can lead to very dire consequences. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, Patrick, it's uh, time to do our bag winner, right? So this week's bad winner is Austin Cantwell. He's with Energy, what is XXI in Roman numerals? Energy 21. 21. 21. He's a drilling engineer. So congratulations, Austin. You've won this awesome Red Wing bag. Alan and Chris, would y'all like a Red Wing bag? Look, see, oh, sure. that's that bag right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, if you want one, it's easy to do. He no teases everybody. He's no purchase. Bag right no, now. Yeah. <laughs> no purchase necessary. Go see official site rules and details. You simply go to redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. That's redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. Put your information in there and we draw one lucky winner a week. But I need to stress, select the oil and gas HSC podcast. <laughs> if you heard about it from here, that pool of people subscribing is lower. Your chances are better to win a bag if you oh. sign up for the HSC podcast. So go in there, sign up, and uh, yeah, I think we, we changed it recently. Both shows are on that same site. I think people have been just selecting oil and gas this week because maybe it's the first one on the list, but our show's much better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is a much smaller pool, so it does greatly increase your chances of winning. Um, and then Patrick, reviews. Reviews. Do we have some reviews? We do have some reviews. We have a review from eWork Web and New Media. These guys are great on oil and gas this week, and now they've done it again with this oil and gas HSE podcast. Thanks for keeping us informed. And from C. Baldwin, I think he might have been a guest on this show, but I uh, can't confirm. Uh, very informative and enjoyable show with knowledgeable hosts. Serious subject matter with lighthearted vibe. A great way to stay abreast of the latest trends in HSE and the oil and gas industry as a whole. Love it. Yeah. But we need more. We need more reviews. We'd love for y'all to go on and give us a five-star review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like, and it'll help us better the show. And it'll... Uh, improve our rankings so your fellow oil and gas colleagues can find us better. <laughs> that was a little stretch <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, so just do us a favor. Go leave us a review. It helps us grow the show, which means that we can bring you more cool stuff, like coming from conferences. And speaking of conferences, uh, we actually have, we're at Natish, and we're here because we have uh, road sponsors, Lee Heck and Harrison. So Lee Heck and Harrison are the global experts in talent management, and they're currently helping over 75% of the work Fortune 500 oil and gas company simplify the complexity of leadership and workforce transformation. So big shout out to those guys. If you have a workforce and you're in oil and gas, go check them out, they can help you. Um, we're on the road, we got some other stuff coming up. We'll be at OTC, we'll be at Process Safety, we at SPE, HSE in New Orleans. If you'd like Patrick and I to come to your group and actually do a podcast or to speak, reach out to us, we'd be happy to share the details. And then before we get out of here, one more thing. I got a nice little note, Patrick. Do you remember uh, Richard Hartley we interviewed? And actually, you weren't there. Paige was there. 
No, but I do know Richard. Yeah. yeah. So Richard actually reached out to us and shot us a note saying that he wouldn't thank us again for connecting uh, him with the podcast. And he's fairly confident that it played a part in getting him the exposure to find a job. Um, so he's just joined the team at Ringer Gloves, which we were planning to have on the show as well. So, you know, congratulations, Richard. Glad you picked up a good gig over there. It's a great company. I'm not sure if our podcast helped you land the job, so we don't want people reaching out to us to help them find jobs. But you know what? If we can help you, we, we love to help people. So if you're in the HSE community, if you're in oil and gas, you have some questions, some comments, um, you know, you want us to talk about some different stuff, reach out to us. Go to our website. It's the easiest way to do it. Oilandgashsne.com is a place where you can ask a question, click on it, put in your information, and if we use your uh, stuff on the show, we'll give you a big shout-out. What else, Patrick? Uh, the LinkedIn group? Did you talk about the LinkedIn group? Nope. nope. If you, LinkedIn if you like, group. If you like the show, go check out LinkedIn groups, Oil and Gas Global Network, OGGN. It's it's the companion to this podcast, uh, Oil and Gas This Week. We have Oil and Gas Industry Leaders coming out in March. And we have several more in the works. So it's where all the shows kind of live, and it's where you will find out second when we do our live event. You'll where, find do out, they, where do they find out first? They find out first on the email list for our website. So if you go to oilandgashse.com, there's a place where you can sign up for your email address. We will not spam you, and that's going to be the first place to release anything new and then i think patrick uh facebook group we we now have a facebook group um similar to the and gas uh, global network on linkedin but we have actually been putting facebook live videos of these podcasts we didn't do it for this one but we've done it before so go check us out there and follow the page that's kind of funny but <laughs> <laughs> uh, page wilson is the the host of all and gas industry leaders which is coming out in march was so reason made a joke about that so, um, Chris and Alan, I want to thank y'all very much for, uh, for joining us on the show today. It was nice having y'all. Thanks for the deep dive in cybersecurity. Thank and you. it's really cool that y'all got to be able to tell the story of Total Land. I- I'm picturing a CEO of a mid-sized oil and gas company walking down the hall to IT and saying, <laughs> all right, why does everybody hate Internet Explorer? Tell me and let's fix it. <laughs> 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 Thanks for having us today. We really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed yes. talking with you. It was, yeah, it was fun. You. All right, Patrick, ready to get out of here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, folks, don't be afraid to give up the good to go for the great. Y'all be safe out there. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Red Wings Oil and Gas HSC Podcast, a production of the Global Oil and Gas Network. Learn more from Mark LaCour at modalpoint.com. Connect with Patrick Pister at leanoilfield.com. Houston, to London, to Dubai, and beyond.